Hello, hello, and welcome to The Intersect. It's me, Noah Coot, along with my co-host, Michael Bernash. Hello, hello, wonderful people, listeners, fans. Now that this time we're calling the listeners wonderful, huh? Yes. <laughs> I miss them. Yeah, it feels like it's been a while. Um, I feel like I've been... I don't know. It's, it's an interesting summer for me. There's a lot going on, and not much at the same time. I'm just... I just always seem to be, like, have something that I'm worrying about at every moment of the day. I mean, it's a summer of transitions. That's what I, I think. Yeah, I guess. Um, just, you know, getting started with the summer, and, uh... <sighs> yeah. How have you... How long has the summer been for you? Because I'm only starting my second week now that I think of it. Uh, six weeks now, I think. Something like that. Holy crap. Lucky man. You had a long summer already. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that's what happens when you graduate and your school has a normal tri- uh, semester system. Not a trimester system. But yeah, no, it's been a decent amount of time. I have my job that keeps me occupied. How about you? What have you been up to? Well, I also have a job, and I'm doing summer courses, and I'm... What else am I doing? I've been talking to friends and people. Mm-hmm. Talked to Floney yesterday. Really? Uh, mm-hmm. Our resident I'm a game... i curious about the whole Microsoft thing. Yeah, our resident game developer. And I'm like, turns out she is a game developer, but she doesn't play games. At least she's not good at playing games. Oh, she got you to play the game that she's been bugging me about for a week? <laughs> yeah, but then I also realized you probably can't play it because you only use Mac. Wait, it doesn't work on Mac? <laughs> I think it's a Windows-only game. <laughs> oh my god. She's been, she's been like texting me all week to play that game, and apparently I can't even play it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, well, it turns out... Um, I'm better at you at that game. I never played. <laughs> of course you're better than me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I find it interesting. She really wants to work in game development, but she doesn't play games, nor is she really exceptional at games. But at least she's really interested in games, and she looks at a lot of things people normally don't look at, like level design and all that stuff, which makes sense if it's a area of her interest the the actual development of it but you know she it it makes for an interesting way to go through things yeah her and she has her own like game production company they have a game um was it yoked is it it, that's what it's called available soon on steam i think it's pretty fun and switch and switch yes yeah i heard switch is gonna be in there somewhere too yeah yeah, the other day we were talking about, what was it? Uh, it was about sound design. So, well, like, it was it was about sound design and, like, how to have it, like, a adaptive music in gaming, which to me was just, like, something I can honestly say I've never thought about. Hmm. But it's fun talking yeah. to, to our friends and just learning more about their various interests, <laughs> whether or not we have any knowledge of what they're talking about. <laughs> Or previous thought of it. Yeah. Um, and also, we also discussed a few other things. Like, she is trying to learn OpenGL, which is a graphics um, library. And I'm talking to her about graphics because it's a field of interest of my own. And it fits more with, like, the low-level engineering 
side of things I've been doing. So you guys have been geeking out. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's fun. That's fun. Like, I've been with my friends and I. We've been having, like, watch parties. We've just been hanging out, going out, because we're vaccinated, and we're mostly, uh, like, at least in New York, uh, all the emergency orders for COVID emergency orders are officially over today as we're recording, June 24th. So, freedom! Well, relative freedom. Because, <laughs> uh, well, again, as we are grateful that in the U.S., or at least New York, has a high, uh, high access to the vaccine, there's still pockets in the U.S. that's poorly v- vaccinated, that seems to have cases surging in those specific areas. And, of course, we talked about India multiple times. We talked about, like, other countries that are badly affected including uh, this week, uh, Brazil, for example, crossed the 500,000 uh, death uh, total. You know, and like half a million people have died in Brazil because of the pandemic. And it doesn't look like it's slowing down, especially because they have a more dangerous, deadlier variant over there. And yeah. Well, they kind of let it mutate and everything by not controlling it. Yeah, I mean, mutations happen everywhere. Like, the U.S. apparently has a, a mutation, too, that uh, seems to affect younger people more. So Yeah, but there's a higher chance of it happening in an area where there's more people getting infected. Yes, because that's just how viruses work. You can play, uh, what is it, Plague? That's the game on iOS or Steam, too. It's like, you they tell you viruses just mutate more. And... No, it's tragic. What's happening in Brazil is just like a, a humanitarian crisis, like similar to what was happening in India. And just just for uh, just for comparison, Brazil is one of the largest nations in the world, right? But it only has 2.7% of the world's population. Yet of recorded COVID deaths, it's at 13% of all global COVID uh, deaths. So, uh it's well i guess usa is not number one anymore i mean now that trump is gone we're not number one anymore the u.s crossed six hundred thousand like two weeks ago no that's true so i I think uh the u.s is is uh number two now with but damn if we're going downhill we should be going downhill fastest but yeah, I think the United uh, well to be fair, it's uh, the US death rate slowed down. I think in the past week only 400 people have died, which is still a tragic number anytime there's needless death, but like compared to the numbers where we were talking about tens of thousands a day to only be at uh, like at 400, it's comforting that we are getting over this at least here in the US. Hmm. I don't know. Like you're seeing but you're seeing signs of that like Games, uh, sports games in the U.S., uh, they have no capacity limits. You see fans in the Euros. Yeah. Like, Things are slowly becoming um, normal, question mark, again. I feel like it's not really going to return to normal. Certain things are here to stay, and I feel like uh, I've heard a lot of people refusing to go back to work unless uh, they're given the option to keep on doing things remotely. But, yeah, it's... Um, Things are cha- Things are opening up again. Yeah, it's the new normal. That's what it is. It's the new normal. Like changes happen all the time. It just there are moments in history that accelerates that change, and I think COVID has just accelerated a bunch of trends that were gonna happen. So now it's like instead of noticing it, 
oh, in 10 years, this gradually changed. No, it's like it happened within a year. So just hard to adapt. And it's going to be weird. It's going to be a struggle. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where things go. I yeah, I think on that note, let's take a mini break. Okay. And we're back from our break. All right. So, what interesting tidbit of news do we have coming up right now? All right, because you know everything. There's always elections everywhere, all the time. Iran has just elected their new president. Ooh, Iran. Um, yeah. Didn't we have a whole issue with them earlier? Uh, the one where we shot, we where Trump sh- uh, shot, uh, bombarded one of their um, top military generals, or the whole we have them in uh, a, with a bunch of sanctions, uh, the fact that we don't get along. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad blood between the U.S. and Iran. Yeah, I know. Um, I don't think that's going to change. But do we know anything about this new? You said president, right? Yes. Now, uh. Let's just be, Iran's government is a very weird and not, it, it, well, to me, it's not complicated, but because I've studied Iranian, <laughs> the uh, Iranian government, but like it is, uh, it is a lot. Ultimate, just know that ultimately the power still resides within the supreme, uh, the supreme leader, the Ayatollah. So the, the, while the president is significant, it's the leadership still stands with with uh, with the Ayatollah. So, huh. uh, uh, on that note, it because uh, Iran is t- what you call a theocracy, so a government by like religion, and it's and this has brought a sort of interesting uh, set of circumstances. So the previous president, um, I do not know his name, is a uh, he was what you would call a reformist. He's uh, how would I say this? Uh, he he he's the one who initiated the Iranian missile uh missile treaty, the one with the with the Security Council plus one, the plus one is Germany, uh, Security Councils Russia, U.S., France, U.K., etc. And uh, China. So, like, that was the Iran nuclear deal. So he was the one who advocated mm-hmm. for that, the one that Trump shot, uh, shot down. So bec- under his regime, Iran has found itself with a ton of economic problems. The fact that the U.S. pulled out of the Iranian uh, nuclear deal did not improve the circumstances. So it was the, the president was a... The previous president was under a lot of like stress, and his presidency has largely been a failure. And on that note, uh, because of seeing how badly the uh, the country was, has been honestly mismanaged for decades now, but especially uh, under the last couple presidents, especially with the lack of economic opportunity, about 600 people ran for president. Well, applied to run for president. 600 people. So you thought you thought last year's U.S. election was complicated. The issue is um, the the Ayatollah and a random uh, and one of the councils has to approve of the candidates. So of the six hundred people who applied, only I believe only six or seven people were actually approved to run for president out of six hundred by an unelected uh, theocratic body, and. 
among those, most of them were what you would call uh, ultra-religious or like ultra-conservative, ultra-right-wing. Yeah. Uh, with only two re- really reformers and one of the reformers dropped out, so this way they wouldn't split the vote to encourage uh, the last reformer to win. Sad. Uh, and um, wow, that was the goal. Uh, the uh, And because of that, a lot of people were mad about the elections. In fact, it is the lowest election turnout in any in Ir- Iran's history. I think the turnout was around 48%. So more than half of the countries has decided not to vote because they just didn't think that their voice mattered. And with that, the new president is uh, President Raisi. And his previous history is he's only been accused of uh, human rights abuses, uh, mass killings of civilians. And yeah, so he's a he's a popular figure among the the, the right uh, the right and conservative uh, uh, people of Iran, but he is not a, how would I call this, a good human, a, like a good pre- a good man. He's not someone you expect to help the peace process. He's more likely to tornado the peace process. So uh, Make it go downhill with a nice big crash. Yeah, I mean... Trump made it go downhill. He literally ended it and it's like, I'm going to destroy Iran's economy. <laughs> and so it's just like that continuation. So now it, you just have more hardliners in Iran who don't believe that there's any cooperation possible in the U.S. So you have a problem. <laughs> yeah, we should probably pay more attention to all that. Yeah. Uh. Especially because Iran does have a, a nuclear program. They argue it's only for civilian use, but the U.N., and the world is like, there seems to be some military applications. Hence, there was a nuclear deal that the U.S. was a part of that allowed weapons inspectors and nuclear facility inspectors in the country. But because Trump provoked that, uh, the, the, the treaty is like basically not, not been enforced. So, yeah, it's, it's really troubling that people have given up on the idea of democracy and just not even participating and at this point, it just seems like the people of Iran has have resigned themselves to this fate. Because for uh, normally, when a government wants to screw around with elections, they they're like, we had ninety nine point nine seven percent uh uh like voter turnout. This time they said no, we only have forty eight, and we're cool with it. So it just it just a really sad moment to see in Iran history especially because there was there was hope with the previous president but with this one there's no such hope hmm. yeah and this is why i think it is important that we like and admire democracy that we protect democracies because they're fragile and that we keep we're actively engaged and we don't purposely try to overturn elections to delegitimize delegitimize the process and not accept results, which is why I am happy that uh, that uh, Rudy Giuliani, remember him, former mayor of New York, multiple time uh, uh, presidential failure, and uh, and guy who lost fifty straight cases uh, trying to overturn an election. Remember that dude? 
Mm-hmm. He lost his uh, his license to practice law in, in New York State has been suspended because he misled the courts. He misled the courts. He misled people to try to overturn a democracy. Yes, and I also believe that lying in court, at least as a lawyer, is a big no-no. Yes, that's um, called perjury. Yeah, and about that, wasn't this whole um, election thing perjury? Uh, it's someone would have to do a criminal investigation for that, but they said he offered very misleading uh, testimony and very misleading uh, things. So like it was, it's it's not as strong condemnation, and of course there's still a process. There's an appeal process. They're still investigating. It's just a temporary uh, suspension, but consequences are coming to those who try to overturn dem- uh, democracies. Like the Capitol rioters are starting to go to, go to court. Like there there's you can't get away with trying to overturn elections without any consequences, and it's. And the consequences are starting to hit for some people. We love consequences. Yeah. Ooh. All right. Should we take another break? Yep. And we're back. So, Noah, got something for us? Um, oh, have you heard of Mr. John McAfee? Um, Wait. And that's a software programmer. Yeah, software engineer. Um... Known for some super famous uh, uh, antivirus software called McAfee. A uh, very original um, name. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What, what else is he well known for? Uh, I couldn't think of... Uh, being a menace to society? <laughs> being a menace to society? No, he is someone you should look up to. He's awesome. He's got... He lives that, like, playboy life. Yes, he lives that playboy life so much that he's been under investigation for murder. He ran for president and got second place in the Libertarian nomination. Twice. Um, well, well, he else? ran twice. Uh, he, he, he was under, um, he was being chased by the federal government for um, failing to pay his taxes. Yes. Um, uh, he also um, faked a heart attack to get out of what was it Belize? Yes. Or, yeah, it was Belize. Yeah, he faked a heart attack to get out of Belize because uh, people were investigating him for a murder. Um, he basically owned a private island. Um, probably has done every substance known to man, um, and probably has like forty-seven children around the world. Yeah, he also had to pay, like, a ton of money, like, I think it was, uh, like, a couple million dollars for a wrongful death lawsuit. So, yeah, he's a interesting character. He's like crackhead Tony, uh, Tony Stark. Yeah, it was, a, it, it was 25 million wrongful death. So, yeah. Oh, Apparently he is not res- he has 37 lawsuits and he has not responded to any of them. So yeah, he's been arrested in the Dominican Republic. Uh he's been accused of being a drug dealer, he's been accused of being a weapons trafficker. Like John McAfee led an interesting life. But okay, yeah, you know. Um and also, have you ever seen that YouTube video where he's like how to uninstall McAfee antivirus. No, I didn't see it. I heard about it. <laughs> what is it? 
you should look it up. It's quite entertaining. Um, it's so also certainly not um, appropriate for minors. Um, so please make sure that you're over 18 if you do look up that video. So it's most of our audience is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're like into anything like Eric Andre, I mean, this is actually a lot more tame than Eric Andre. Yeah, Eric Andre. Still, it's got the there. same like chaotic um, energy. Energy. Exactly. I mean, we love to see it. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, however, last year he was the uh, the fun ended last year when he was detained in Spain, and uh, they were having a court case on his extradition, and it was just approved to have him extradited to the United States to face punishment for what was it tax fraud or something like that. Um, dude was really big into I will never pay taxes. Um, proper libertarian. Yeah, he loved uh, Bitcoin too. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so the U.S. Appro- uh, the Spanish courts approved his uh, his extradition, and yes, yesterday, so Wednesday, June twenty third, he committed suicide in a Spanish jail cell. So, but didn't he literally say that if he gets killed, it's uh, or if they say he committed suicide, he did not commit suicide? I don't, I don't know. Although I'm very inclined to believe he did it after hearing about U.S. extradition. Yeah, if the U.S. is extraditing me... He was paranoid as hell. He's the type of person who hired a bunch of huge bodyguards to just... Yeah, he ran a a private army. (laughs) Yep. Like, a private army. And he was accused of running a cartel. He also developed a his his claim to fame is a cybersecurity uh, c- company. Of course, he was paranoid. <laughs> oh my god! But yeah, so John McAfee died as he lived by his own rules, and <laughs> fuck everyone else, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's interesting. But yeah, I guess that's the closest you're going to get to, like, a real-life Bond villain. Although he... Well, I guess you could say he was a villain, but he certainly wasn't, like, masterminding any huge evil plan. He just thought that there was always somebody, like, surveying him, and he was paranoid. I mean, he did murder that one person. I mean, allegedly. Allegedly, yes. I was about to say, I don't think that's proven. Yeah, he just had to... It's alleged that he, that he, uh... That he killed that person, and that's why they made. And that's why the court found it that he should probably pay twenty five million for wrongful death. You see, I'm kind of inclined to say he didn't, I'm, but that's just what I like to believe. I think he did, or he ordered it. Yeah, because it was his. He has an involvement. Yeah. So yeah, so that was just a. Uh, int- that was just an interesting thing. Anyways, let's go on to less morbid news. Actually, I don't know if it's a... I mean, it's less morbid, for sure. Uh, Windows 11 is coming out, you know? After Microsoft said that we're done with... Win- we're, we're, we're not going to keep doing them. We're going to stop on Windows 10. I feel like Windows 11 is more like an overhaul of Windows 10 in a way where it's not really a new Windows, where it's you have to get a new license and everything. It's more like an upgrade to the current Windows. I mean, it now looks more like a Mac. They changed the start menu. It. I know, I'm a little weirded out by the layout that I've seen in the leaks. Yeah, 
I mean, it's a, it's a new operating system. Does it share some of the design language from Windows 10? Yes. And from Mac? Yeah. And weirdly enough, it runs Android apps. So it's interesting. And <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, yeah, no, it's interesting, I think is the word I'm going to stick with. So yeah, Windows 11 is coming out eventually. And do you know what's really funny? Go ahead. So, do you know, have you heard of Microsoft Teams, right? Have you heard of Microsoft Teams? Who hasn't? Okay. <laughs> well, um, Microsoft Teams will now come bundled as part of Windows 11. And I just find it hilarious that they, Microsoft also owns Skype. In fact, they paid $8 billion for Skype a couple years ago. And it's nowhere to be seen. I want to believe that a lot of the technology that was implemented in Skype was moved over to Microsoft Teams. I mean, I guess. Even so, they still have the whole part. I still say, hey, want to Skype, even though, like, I haven't opened Skype in, like, three years. The one cool thing about Skype is if you have OneDrive, you can do international calls with it, and you have, like, a free... What is it? Hundred uh, hundred minutes or something, where it can do like a call anywhere in the world, every month or something like that. I have again. I haven't opened Skype in years. I don't remember. But yeah, no, it was uh, it was interesting. So like, that that's one thing. Uh, they made some developer news because you know Microsoft has their app store because everything's about app stores. They're saying developers don't have to pay. Uh, Microsoft for uh, in-app purchases unless you're a game so <laughs> yeah that's I find that one a bit weird but I'm like no it's not weird because if you look at if you look at Apple's or Google's revenue from their app stores it's all microtransactions and games yep like maybe 10% is non-game related so they were very they were very uh, specific until which thing makes money and they're like we want that we want games and also it's another shot uh, uh, it's another shot at apple you know they just copied the the look of their os now they now they're going uh, to make their app store better than uh, the mac app store so it's interesting especially since you can launch mm-hmm. the android apps on on there now although um about that I'm trying to think, does anyone actually use a Windows app store? Uh, n- not, not, not really, no. Yeah, no. so I'm wondering if they're either going to try to make people use the Windows app store more, but honestly, I still feel like it's one of those things that they're trying to implement, but nobody really wants to use. Yeah, I mean, one good example is like, Notice how everyone talks about the iOS app store and no one cares about the Mac app store. <laughs> yeah. App stores are not really something that have been, that people have felt a need to focus on in the computer realm yet. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. It just, I I, I really don't know. It, it'll just be interesting to see how how Microsoft uh, deals with their whole App Store thing because they keep trying and they kind of keep failing. So, good luck. Uh, but yeah, another news for Windows 11. About that, 
Microsoft is still making a crap ton of money and even more now with Azure services. I mean, crap ton of money. Microsoft is now a $2 trillion company. So. Yeah. With Azure services making, I think, the majority of it. And Azure is their cloud computing division. Um, yeah. Yeah. So Microsoft's doing great. Flony, uh, your future employer is killing it. And hopefully you'll bring it to $3 trillion. She'll be the one. <laughs> She's going to work for the Xbox side of things, Microsoft Studios, and uh, with the gaming industry becoming big, she's going to, like, overtake it. I mean, the gaming industry is bigger than Hollywood. <laughs> oh, for sure. So. I believe that entirely. That would be interesting. And. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just saw this headline, and I can't. Optimum, the cable company, says they are dramatically reducing cable internet speeds to be better aligned with the industry. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> to better align... Isn't the industry standard to just not give any bandwidth? No, but apparently the industry standard in the U.S. is that cable has to be trashed, and Optimum is like, our service is too good. We need to make it worse. Yeah, I, I realize, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I understand why they're doing it, but also, this just tells you how bad it is in the U.S. with the internet. <laughs> like, we were, we've been talking all about, like, um... Uh, monopolies on app stores, Android, iOS, etc. But can we please do something about cable companies? Because <laughs> you're intentionally making their service worse. Just wait till Starlink finally changes it around. Uh, which will be available globally in September. I Let's go! I, I also don't think Starlink is going to be that good. I think Starlink has a decent bandwidth from what I heard. It's just a latency. I wouldn't expect anything credible from Oh, let's explain what Starlink is. So SpaceX and Elon Musk have an idea to give internet to everyone in the world. And that makes it better than cable companies. And that is by beaming internet to a, to a satellite. And then that satellite gives you internet. The reason uh, latency is just the amount of time it takes from like your request to hit a server to go back to your phone. So that's why you want to be, you, do, you want your connection to be going to a server near you. That's why there's multiple servers all over the world. So now it instead of just being near you, it has to go to space and then come back down from space. So that's what uh, Noah meant by uh, latency is a drag. And the reason I'm not confident about it is uh, satellites require this thing called light... Uh, line of sight well yeah um it would be limited but i think at least the starlink or the starlink um what do they call it constellation that we currently have should be good enough to cover the majority of north america yeah oh i should also explain what line of sight is so basically to have it's 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 satellites so if you remember like your old dish network or whatever so you need a antenna that gets information directly beam from one of the thousands of satellite from space so that means if you have a bad weather it's like if you have a in a storm or it's raining you don't have internet oh poor you no internet <laughs> so yeah i'm sure uh, i'm sure starlink is gonna save the internet industry 
in the U.S. maybe, I, I, with the rural areas being able to actually access much faster internet. Okay, fine. You're right. For rural areas, this is actually helpful. I shouldn't make fun too much. But since most Americans don't live in rural areas, I, I don't know. I'm mad. How the hell is... How the hell does a company get away to match industry standards were gonna be worse? Uh, eh. We need more competition. Google Fiber, start back, start that back up. Nope, they're probably not gonna start that. Up. I know it's sad. They tried and they failed. I don't know why. I don't think they failed. They just realized it's gonna take billions and billions of dollars and years and years to actually have fiber everywhere. But I think it was very successful where they tried it out. And guess... Oh, that's true. It was quite successful. And um, I think the thing is that they would probably have a better chance if they just bought out an ISP than anything else. Which ISP? ISP, the problem is ISPs are work in a cartel model. So, oh, so uh, you, work in, you work in New York City? Don't worry, I got Philly. I won't touch your territory. You want DC? Fine, give me Baltimore. Like, that's how ISPs operate. They're literally a cartel. <laughs> Although I feel like there's a decent number of areas where you can find both Verizon and Comcast. In Massachusetts, maybe. True. I live in New York City. My one and only option is, uh, what is it? Spectrum. Mm -hmm. I live in downtown New York, and I only have one company. Do you have fiber in New York City? Uh, I don't think so. I think Spectrum got sued for the fact that they didn't install fiber correctly. Oh, damn. So, yeah, no, here's the thing. These companies are constantly getting sued because they're like, oh, we're going to make all these investments to our network, and they never do them. Remember when uh, the government gave, like, a few billion dollars and they just pocketed it instead of upgrading their network? Yep. Gotta love cable companies. I remember yep. it, it was, like, it was a survey in, like, uh, in like the late 2000s, so it was, like, after like it was 2010 2009 or something like that and they're like what's your least what's the least favorite company in america what's the most hated it was a uh, comcast you know a year after the greatest banking financial collapse that sent the world to a global recession the worst rated company was still a cable company <sighs> mm -hmm. i'm just mad on that <laughs> like, on that note i think we're good for this episode Unless there's something else right, you want to add. Right. Yeah, no, I don't really have much in mind. I I kind of am getting hungry, and I have to cook dinner tonight, so. Ooh, what's on the menu? I'm making a bratwurst. Bratwurst? What? Bratwurst. Yeah, the German sausage. Okay. So, bratwurst. So that's how you say it in German. See, not only do we tell you the news that's happening around politics in the world and tech... We teach you different stuff in different languages. Let's go. Yeah. I, all right. Anyways. Well, I hope you all have a good one. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening. A little lower energy for me today, but uh, eh, the summer's hitting me hard. I'm just getting really lazy. I think that's the problem. No. Uh. Yeah. I'm still high energy and love to talk to you guys. So please hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Or on our website, because we have that too. So, like, hit us up. Please like and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. Uh, leave five-star reviews wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you guys for listening. All right. Y'all have a good one. 